Welcome to Enlightenment of Change with Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Here's Connie. Welcome to Enlightenment of Change on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know that I'm happy that you're here. So as you listen to the show, you know, my guests and I, we really understand that when something is changing in your life or you choose to change something in your life, business, career, whatever it might be, um, we get it. And so to help you on your journey of changing your whatever in your life, I have in the show notes, my communication style assessment, very important because I don't know about you, but I only deal with other humans and communication, kind of the core skill that we all need to work on. So when you take the assessment, you get two reports. One will spotlight your natural superpowers and really it's how your message is being received. Flip side, your lowest score, you'll get a secondary report, which will spotlight the people that you speak with that are 180 degrees different than you. To me, that's the more important uh, uh, report to read because it's going to spotlight where uh, your blind spots are. And that's really important to know as we communicate with other humans. So no, uh, the links in the show notes, uh, my gift to you. Now, my motivational quote to set the stage for the conversation with my guest today is by Og Mandino. And he says, always do your best. What you plant now, you will harvest later. You know, sometimes when people are viewed as uh, becoming successful or, or becoming famous um, or in the spotlight, I hear people say often, um, oh, they're an overnight success. I just don't believe that anyone is an overnight success, actually. I think if we look back on whatever their journey or path was to get to that point of fame um, or success, it probably took many, many, many years um, just that we don't see it, right? So we think they're the overnight success. That's why I chose this quote for today, because I believe we always have to show up and do our best because we never know who you're speaking with today that might actually be your next client or somebody who could promote you um, in your job for tomorrow. So who is my amazing guest today? It is Juliet Clark. Juliet is an eight-time author, speaker, and elite podcaster who has spent the last 20 years helping authors, coaches, speakers, and small businesses all over the world uh, build expert audiences. Uh, she started out as a mystery novelist. She's very, very, very uh, interesting and is best known for her books, Gypsy, Granny Heist, and Dead by Dawn and Pitch Slapped. That's an interesting one, Juliet. And her latest book, The Author Success Handbook and Author Alchemy, were both released in 2023. So please help me welcome my wonderful friend and guest, Juliet, to the show. So thanks for being on, kiddo. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So I, before we get into the show, Pitch Slapped, what's that about? I love the title. So I don't know if I can cuss on here, but um, it's about lead generation mm -hmm. and actually using uh, quizzes the right way. So mm -hmm. I, I use a quiz platform that that is not one of those kitschy, oh, you're a, a, a warrior, you're a lead warrior. I use one that'll actually give the entrepreneur information about who's in their audience and also the person taking the quiz. It's a deep dive for them into really what's going on with them, because it's easy to say, you know, I have this, this and this. But how well are you working those elements? And that might be the key to your success. So what happened was I was at an event. We were trying to come up, a friend of mine's event. We were trying to come up with a name for the book. We had really awful names. And then one of the girls said, I would like to be slapped. 
that other person. And all of a sudden, like three of us were like, that's it. Pitch slapped instead of be slapped. <laughs> I love it. So it's interesting, Juliet. See, that's why I love talking to you. My gosh. So I do a workshop, you know, for years called the five layers of buyer's resistance and how to peel back the layers, right? To get to the buyer's resistance. Because what happens is we pitch and the word pitch is disgusting. We should not be pitching anything, right? We should be seeing how, and this is a good transition into our conversation, but how can we serve this person in front of me, whether you're selling a tangible product, a service, a coach, whatever, you're an author trying to sell your book, whatever that platform is, it's all about the client or the potential client sitting in front of you. So when we go into that pitch slap mode, right, where we're pitching someone, it doesn't feel good. It feels icky. It feels icky for you. It feels icky for the person in front of you. Why are we doing it? Like, oh my God, this blows my mind. So this is a great transition too. So how do we differentiate ourselves or or learn to differentiate ourselves of becoming a server versus that seller. So instead of pitching, really serving who's in front of us. So that's so interesting. You said that because it really, that name of that book was making fun of pitch. So you go in a room, you pitch to people and you don't, number one, you don't know them. Number two, you don't know if they're your ideal client. And then you wonder why your sales aren't landing. And that's, that's what I call a seller like just indiscriminate pitching. And I'm going to pick on a field that I think does this and I hate it. If you've ever been to a networking meeting where there is a financial planner, that person will walk up and say, oh, hi, Juliet, let's get together and have coffee and get to know each other. And then you're sitting across from them in a restaurant. You barely know them. And they're asking you about your assets, your liabilities, how much you want to, and you're just like, I don't know you. Why would I share all of that personal information? And that to me is such a turnoff. And I actually had one of my clients call me recently and she was crying. And I said, you know, what's wrong, Tina? And she said, I just got on this call. I had really high hopes for this person that I would become a client of theirs. And all he did was a boom, 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 20 minute sales pitch and then a high pressure close. And she said, I'm really disappointed because it looks like he has a great program, but if that's his mentality, I don't want to play. And so that's the difference between a, ser- a, a that's the ser- the seller. A server is someone who comes in, they use great content, they build your trust. Maybe they use just enough digital marketing to get you interested And then they transition into that relationship. And by a relationship, I don't mean, hey, here's my link to schedule an appointment so I can sell you something. Maybe, (laughs) yeah, maybe it's something different, like you invite them to an educational call. And then they get to ask some questions and they don't feel that pressure to buy. And it's really that that buildup over time where you have served them, they trust you, and now they want to buy. And they're coming to you. And I really got that because remember, I was in advertising, so we did a lot of pitching. And then I went to real estate and I started noticing in real estate when the market was really bad that I would do these uh, valuations for a home. And then they'd come back and they'd say, oh, my God, we're upside down. You know, what do we do? We might end up foreclosing. And then I, I would help them. And it wasn't something that I got paid for, but I started noticing like one, two, three, four, even four years later, these people would come back and they'd call and they'd go, hey, we're ready to sell. 
like a good example, someone inherited money and they're like, we want to get rid of that condo you helped us save and we're moving out to a ranch. So now all of a sudden I have two ends of a sale because I helped somebody and I didn't expect anything in return. I would touch base with them occasionally and go, hey, how did that work? Did you get out? Were you able to save your home? So that's really that server mentality where you don't need that sale today. You know, you're prepping them for that eventual sale. And then it's easy to close because they've already closed for you. Absolutely. You built the trust. And that's why I love that quote for today, um, Juliet, for just that reason. What you're planting today, it's not always immediate gratification. That's just not how sales works. But you're planting all of these seeds out there. So what you described, I call that the passive income. You're Mm -hmm. just by showing up, being human, being kind, being respectful, understanding who's in front of you. Can you help them here and now? And if we can't help them here and now, how do I become a planning partner, which is what you did? so that I can help them at some point down the road when they actually need my service. And then what happens is that door, that reciprocity comes back over and over again because you've planted all these remarkable seeds out there that you have Mm -hmm. passive income coming in. So it can really make your year, your month, as well as they become referral partners for you. It's again, passively because you're staying in touch. You're interested in, did you make out? Okay. You were upside down. Are things more stable? How's it going? Your mom was sick, whatever it is, we have to get personal. And the other thing you have me crack it up, you know, I work with banks and credit unions across the country, right? They're, they're kind of my, my, um, my target audience or my ideal, or I should might say my ideal audience. And the, the ones that hire me, don't allow what you're describing. They they understand that the pitching, um, you know, you go to a networking event with real estate. I'll use real estate as an example where, you know, I've been speakers at many, many uh, networking events and the people come up to me and say, oh, great presentation. Here's my card. I'm a realtor. If you look at to sell your house and I look at them thinking, oh my gosh, like you didn't, great job. But then really you didn't, were you even listening or were you thinking, how am I going to pitch her at the end when we start networking? Because she she knows a lot of, right, because I'm in sales. I know a lot of people. I have a huge network. Maybe she can refer to me. It's so revolting, especially because my expertise is sales, right? It's revolting. I go, thank you so much. I throw out their card. It's not how we do business. And the other thing, and I don't know if you're seeing this, LinkedIn, the financial yeah. advisors, they, they respond. Hey, I saw we have a lot of people in common. I'm cool with that. Right. I respond. Sure. I'm, I'll connect with you. And then they go through, Hey, I'm a financial advisor. And this is what I help businesses do. You don't need, you don't know me. You don't. And so usually went just financial, like I'm series seven and my husband is series seven licensed. So mm-hmm. in the United States, right. We were pretty good at investing. <laughs> I don't need a financial planner because that's what my husband does. So mm-hmm. do you want to know who I am before you start pitching your crap at me? So that server seller mentality is huge. Go ahead. You want to say something? I, I'm actually going to take that to a different level. Nothing irks me more than when I get a message on LinkedIn from a male financial planner who makes this assumption. Oh, hey, I work with women like um, are we- I little lady. 20s and maybe my husband's been doing it for all these years like come on you know nothing turns me off more than a man be that's just condescending to me don't start it that way (laughs) absolutely and and here's the thing it's your it's your niche market or whatever um give me give me like when I reach out to someone it's what you said I'll give a piece of information I say look 
you know, we have a lot of people in common. Here's a PDF of something I use. I found it helpful. I hope you do as well in your business or career. And that's it. And then they respond. Thank you so much. I did find it helpful or, oh, I haven't had a chance to look at it or whatever. But now at least I'm trying to engage them with something that I feel is valuable or value added to whatever their situation is. So if they're if they're saying yes, they get the PDF if they're connecting with me. So, again, we don't want to be smarmy. We don't want to be pitchy. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Isn't that so funny? Here, okay, next question though. Let's talk about the um, the seller versus the server, right? What's the biggest problem that you see that the seller and and them turning off people? But what is the ripple effect of that by being selling or pitching or or whatever? Well, I think the um, the reputation. Like if somebody, I refer people all the time. If somebody comes to me and says, you know, Joe over there, put this in my LinkedIn. Do you know anything about him? I'm going to say, yeah, he's not a relationship person. He's a, he pitched me. It didn't feel good. You know, what was your experience? And they'll say, yeah, I think that's why I'm asking because it felt a little creepy and I wanted to know if somebody had worked with him. So I think there's, there's reputational damage that can happen with being that seller. And, um, just, you know, being that server, you have so much to offer as well. Um, one of the things I do at the end of every relationship with my authors is I tell them, number one, if you have a problem, give me a call. So if you have an event, if you, you know, just anything, you're welcome to get back on my calendar and we'll solve the problem. So I extend those offer those. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do major work without getting paid. But, you know, if it's little things like, hey, I found this new, you know, what do you think of AI marketing? And then I'll tell them and they'll either go, okay, yeah, I understand or I don't understand or it doesn't sound like it's for me. So I offer that. But at the end, also, I tell them, if you've had a really great experience, go over to LinkedIn, write me a testimonial. And by the way, I pay referral fees. And that for me has been huge because my clients are super happy and I get at least one or two business referrals a month from them. And it's because I turn around and I pay them a percentage, just like they're a power affiliate partner. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, you said it so clearly, right? Being a server, you get referrals. It's, it's exactly what I described before this passive income. You're, but, and by the way, guys, you, you don't just be a server for one month and think, all right, where's the benefit here? Right. It, really, this is, this is the, the long game and we have to play the long game. And it's, we have to move from that transactional pitchy kind of environment because people are sick of it. You know, I know I get emails where I, I thought something was interesting and I, you get on people's email list. And, and lately it's been like, Oh, my friend is doing this and Oh, you should join this. And because they're affiliates, I'm sure. But it's again, this whole email sequence of pitching, not adding zero, zero, adding zero value to me. And I'm ending up unsubscribing because it, it, the ripple effect is you're, you're bugging me and I don't want to be bugged. I'm too freaking busy to do what mm-hmm. I need to do to serve my clients. So it's a long game. You, you can't just be a server for a month. This really is a way of thinking. And, you know, we were talking before, it's a mindset shift. Talk a little bit about that. When your own personal journey, you said when you shifted from, oh, I have to sell, and you went to that, you you learned and implemented that server mentality and implementation that everything changed for you. Can you share that? Because I think that's a good story to tell. Yeah. So I was in, I, w- I went from publishing to advertising and advertising is literally you're pitching to the client. So when I got into real estate, I was a little bit salesy, but I was always scared to close. 
Like Mm -hmm. there was this pit in my stomach. It didn't feel good. I didn't handle the rejection well. And Mm -hmm. so I I determined my, this belief that I wasn't good at selling, even (laughs) though I knew I was like deep down inside, if I can sell, you know, five, uh, half a billion dollars in advertising, I can sell. Um, But I just got this mind shift and it it didn't feel good. But then I got into, I started like really taking a look at that server mentality, power partnerships. And this was back when I was in real estate. And as I started being more of a server, I didn't have to close anymore. Right. The deals were closing themselves. People were calling me and saying, Hey, my friend Carol, you know, referred you. She said you were fantastic to work with. Can you come over, give us a valuation, sell our home? So it was no longer like I was competing against other people. I was just doing what I do. And it was, you know, when I coached with Mike Ferry's group, they were like, you know, take the pen and close a minimum of 10 times. And I was like, 10, like they're probably going to throw me out of the house if I try to close and get them to sign the contract 10 times. And it got to the point with the server where I would go. I was the only person in competition. They would sign. I was off to the races and I was the top producer in my company with listings. Um, gosh, I can't even remember what year. And then, um, when I brought that into this business, it's the same thing. I, you know, I provide information. I send out the author success handbook when you have an appointment with me just to kind of get you started. If you buy from me, great. If you don't, you have a book. And, um, you know, a lot of times people show up and they're, they're ready to buy. They're, you know, they're like, which, which package should I buy? Do I need a bestseller? Do I need a press release? You know, what, what is it that I need? The other part of that is a server is I do not sell anybody anything they don't need. And that is my commitment to everyone. I'm not going to sell you. People always come to me and they say, well, how much is it to work with you? And it's like, I have to talk to you first and find out exactly what you need. I'm just not going to sell you, you know, a $20,000 package and maybe you don't need half of it. That doesn't feel good for me and it doesn't feel good for you. So it's really about being an integrity, I think. it, I love it. Respect, integrity, right? Being honest, just showing up and being honest. I have an organization, shout out to my buds at CFT, Center for Financial Training. Um, and they, their clients are banks and credit unions across the country. I met them. I, I spoke at a, a bank trainers conference down in Dallas a couple of years ago, met them, loved each other. I love fest. Can you help me and my team? You know, the CEO, sure, sure, sure. And then she, they said, you know, we really want to promote your stuff because you're in integrity, you're honest, your stuff works. Oh my gosh, we're getting results, right? The return on investment was immediate. And so they, I said, okay, we could do my seven step program. We could test it and see. Well, they put it out there in one of the banks, um, who, uh, wonderful people that I'm working with now. But anyway, they, um, they reached out and said, could Connie bring it in house? We have 30 people. So they reached out to me and said, can you give them a date of, of when to start? I said, woo, <laughs> I want to meet them first. They, they're they reading it. They like the description. Yay, that's great. Okay, but I need to meet them because is it really what they need? If they want to bring it in-house, I could do a little bit more customization because it's just their people and the training. So what do they really need? I think we can leverage the money and they could get more out of it at the back end. But is this what they need in the first place? I don't know. So sure enough, I met with the executive team, the head of training, right? The executive uh, of the division and the head of HR. And by the end of the meeting, it it was like, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was more than what we had originally thought about because the regionals, they want to do coaching. And when I said, look, if you're doing coaching, no, we don't have coaching. Then that would be another piece that I would answer. And we're off to the races now. I'm doing this training digitally. They're wonderful. They're wonderful people. We're getting, you know, you're going to get results on the back end. You have to be honest and in integrity. I could have easily taken the money, delivered what I would normally deliver and not customize anything. It would have been easier for me but I would have been ripping in my heart. I would have been ripping them off because I know I could have done better, especially at the price point. Does that make sense? That's being a server. It's about the client, yeah. not about me. Yeah, it is. And here's the other thing. Like we always get hammered because we don't put our logo on books. And my answer is nobody ever picks up a book and looks at the publisher and says, I need to use them. The book is about you. It's not about me. And that's why I don't put my logo on the book. But here's another example. Last week, I talked to someone who's talking to publishers and he said, oh, this company will put my book and me on Times Square. And he's saying, you know, they're a little pricey, but that seems really cool. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But how many books do you think it's going to sell? And he's like, I don't know. And I go, I said, it seems a little ego driven. What if you were able to invest in something long term and learned how to promote that book yourself long term? He's on my calendar next week. Ready. He's ready to buy. He already like shot me an email and said, yeah, thank you for that. I really thought about it. You're right. It does seem cool. It is ego driven, but will it sell books? At the end of the day, what is your objective? If it's to sell books, then maybe being on Times Square for 30 seconds isn't going to really do you any any good. It's so funny, the sizzle, right? When I'm coming up through sales, they'd be like, you know, what's the sizzle? And I used to think the sizzle, <laughs> I want to teach them what they need to know so they can make an informed decision at the end of whatever this is, right? And the other funny thing that you were saying before about people coming to you after the fact then when you were feeling that icky, when you thought sales was about that 10 time asking them, sign on the dotted line, sign on the dotted line. It's smarmy. It's, it's ugly. It's icky. Um, right. Three things happen when we get to that point. And you kind of alluded to this, uh, Juliet. One, the customer's like, yeah, I, I, how, how quickly can we do this? And where do I sign? And do you want, how much is the deposit? There's no negotiation necessary. It's we're off to the races, right? That's the first mm -hmm. one. Second one, you said this before. Okay, you're upside down. You really don't need to buy another house. You need to stay where you are. Here's what you can do to get right side up. And then when the time comes, I hope you choose me, whatever, right? You played the long game. So you're not ready for me yet was the second way that I think what happens. You're just not ready for me, but hey, let's stay in touch. I want to make sure everything is okay. Eventually, hopefully we can work together. We seem to like each other, right? So you're not ready for me yet. Third one is you know what? I'm not the person you need. You need to meet my friend, Juliet. She's the author expert. She's the one who really can help you put this all together. You don't need me yet. So I need you to introduce you to Juliet. They're the only three things. Objection wasn't one of the, the three things that should happen when you put your offer out there, right? Yeah. You know, what's funny is, is it when I did the training for uh, real estate, that's what we did all day. We did like learn how to, you know, put, put the objections, learn how to counter those objections. Um, I really didn't need to counter them. And now these days I don't even counter them. It's like, yeah, you have lots of choices. Yeah. Let me know if I'm it. Cause I don't, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I'm not going to argue with you over if I'm the person for you. If you seem like, um, someone that I want to work with, I'll make the offer. 
If you don't, I'm not even going to make the offer. Yeah. And I have red flags that I look for. You really have to, if you're going to shift into that mindset, you have to be an active listener. Mm. You have to ask good questions like, hey, Connie, why didn't it work out last time? And and listen to their answer. If they say something like, oh, you know, the person just didn't teach me or, you know, they're not willing to take responsibility for whatever their part in why it didn't work. That's a red flag because they're going to do the same thing with you. So you really have to get into that active listening mode and decide, am I even going to make an offer here? Yeah. Uh, Because they might not, if you've ever worked with somebody who's not the right person, they will suck the life out of you. It ends up, you end up losing money because you're, and here's the other thing. Now you've given up space and time, right? In your calendar to have someone who really will honor you where you could get a great return on time and money um, for them when they're the right fit. And I remember years ago, wow, I was just starting my business, Juliet, 23 years ago. And I was maybe two years in and I had a referral, met with the CEO and he was such a braggadocious jerk. I, I can't explain it any other way. What they were doing, see, through my questions, I kind of deciphered what was really going on. He wanted me to come in and train and tell the employees how great this company was. Um, and then at the end, they were going to sell, but they could sell it higher, because sell the business higher because they could say, yeah, our employees are trained. They're really good at sales. They're good. So not what they weren't going to reinforce anything I was training. They just wanted to check it off on a list of things, items, um, so that they can up the price on it. And I, I walked away from, and it was, it was probably, remember, this is 20 something years ago. It was over $20,000. And I, I just said to him, look, I, I am not the right person for you. I, I can't help what you're trying to achieve. And he, he was smug and thought I was the biggest idiot to walk away from this, you know, fairly large contract. But in my yeah. heart, Juliet, I knew it was icky. He was icky. And I couldn't get in front of employees and say how great an organization is if I truly didn't believe it. So, you know, we ha- you got to listen to your gut, right? You do. You do. And, you know, in the digital space where I play a lot, yeah. I will I will sit next to somebody at an event and they'll tell me, you know, well, what exactly do you do? I've worked with Jack Canfield and I've worked like they'll rattle off a big bunch of names. And the more you talk to them, the more you realize, well, yeah, they went and sat through the event, but did they execute? Because here they are at this event and, you know, they, so you really have to listen there and figure out, okay, so you went through this XYZ's program. I know what that person does. Start asking questions. What did you take away from it? How much did you build? Because for us, we have traffic school. So if you're just going to sign up for traffic school and not do any work, it's not going to do you any good. I'm not right. going to take you as a client. But if you can demonstrate that you're a hard worker, you're going to listen, you're going to do what we tell you to do, then, you know, you're really my ideal client. I'm I'm not about just taking your money. You need to come in and work. Yeah. Do the work. And, you know, that's the other thing, too. A lot of times I'll hear that, you know, our employees can't do that. And I think, but they have to, like, you're, you want to change behavior. They have to change behavior. Other definition of insanity. We're doing the same yes. thing over and over. You're expecting a different result. 
right? You got to hit the rubber hits the road. We got to execute what we're learning um, as well. So yeah, this is, this is so, see, it's obvious to me, but again, I've been doing this for 40 years selling from this place for, you know, me, Julia, it's love, care and respect, right? So uh-huh. but I've done that for 40 years. So when all these other vendors come out and it's about the hard sell, like you described 10 times, that is so obnoxious. And now, now everybody is uncomfortable and you leave and they think, oh, what a jerk. I don't want to be known as a, I might not be a good fit for you. And you, that's okay. If I'm not your flavor, right. If, if you don't, if I'm not the personality you want to work with, I get that. I I'm high energy. I fire fast. I exhaust people. I get that. Okay. But I don't ever want to walk. It's true. People have told me that you exhaust me. I go, I know. I do I too. That's why I'm laughing. I try to slow down. I tell you, uh, but it, the, but the flip side, I truly believe that no one has walked away from me thinking what a jerk you know, maybe she fires fast or she's aggressive and, you know, other words like that. But I don't think anyone has ever said she's dishonest or she's she's a jerk or what a smarmy, you know, witch she is. I I truly feel people resonate with me because I come from a place of love, care and respect. And you do, too. And I think that's an important piece. We're out of time before we hang up, before we end end the session and the the podcast. What um, we're talking business here. Right. So I'm in a session. (laughs) We're in a podcast, (laughs) Connie. Wake up. Uh, what words of wisdom or last little action steps would you give somebody listening to this episode? So if you're in the digital space, work with someone to build that platform that will do just enough digital to get you to a personal relationship. You don't need a big fancy funnel that's passive what you need to do is, is, is create it in a way that puts your foot in the door that you can start to have conversations Absolutely. with people. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just the, Oh, go this way in my funnel and go that way. That the funnel is not a relationship. A click is not a relationship. You need to really have face to face. Well, zoom to face. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> Relationships. Virtual face to face. There you go. You know, what's funny when COVID hit, Juliet and I pivoted because I had nothing digital. I didn't even know what a digital presence was. And with COVID, right, everything changed. I started, and that's how I met you through networking, right? And we, you, you just meet good people that, by the way, hundreds that I met, I probably keep in touch with a dozen <laughs> that are value <laughs> that I feel are, are the caliber of people that I would want to work with and or refer to. But anyway, I remember uh, learning in this digital about the click funnels and, and all this media stuff. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I've been missing so much. Fast forward, hired a coach, right? Got all my stuff organized. And at the end, I don't know what we were talking about. And I looked at him and I said, so we're talking about talking to people. And he goes, well, yeah. And I said, I had read something came through my email about you don't have to sell anymore. It's all through the marketing campaign. And I thought that's a load of bunk. It's exactly what you said. It gets your foot in the door for people to say, hmm, I'm curious about this Connie Whitman. I like what she's posting out there. Let me jump on her calendar and see if she can truly help me, right? It opens mm-hmm. the door. It's not going to make the sale for you. People buy because of that, like the, the no like trust factor. And if they can't trust you, they're not buying from you unless you're at a super low price point. That's, that's a whole. Yeah. E- even at a super low price point, they won't sometimes. But here's the other thing is knowing who that audience is, because I think you and I are about the same age. I detest when I get a sales text unsolicited. And I think that's how most people our age are. There's a younger 100%. generation that loves that. 
So understand what methods of communication your audience really likes and is comfortable with. Yeah. Honor who's in front of you. That's really what it comes down to, right? Just honor who's in front of you. And I always say, it's never about us. It's always about the client, their situation here. And if I can't help them now, or I can help them now, but also how can I be a planning partner like you do, right? I can't help you now, but look, this is what we can do and eventually uh, potentially work together. Everyone, listen, especially if you're an author um, or you're looking to just promote yourself in a real way, Juliet is your gal. So email her at Juliet at superbrandpublishing.com, website superbrandpublishing.com. And you have a free gift. Can you tell everybody what that is? I'll put the link in the show notes, Juliet. Yes, we have a magazine. It's a free subscription. It comes out monthly, usually on the first day of the month. And it's called Breakthrough Author Magazine. You can find it at breakthroughauthormagazine.com. Even if you have no aspirations to be an author in the near future, there is a lot in there about platform building. So YouTube, channel, social media, all those things you need to have a grasp on to uh, really make yourself known out there in the marketing world. So even if you're not ready for that book, the magazine has some very valuable articles. Uh, Connie is writing one on sales, an article on sales. So yes, I am. there's kind of, there's, there's a lot of good nuggets in there speaking, you know, all, content development, all that kind of stuff. And for my corporate people that are listening, they might be CMOs, the, the chief marketing officer. Again, nice resource for you to peruse. Um, you never, never know what nuggets you could take that maybe your organization might need again. And now you have a potential expert to come in, um, and help you with getting, getting known better, especially, you know, it's funny because I, I always say, Juliet, I'm not marketing. I'm sales. I could tell you when your marketing is off, but please don't ask me to fix it. I don't know, not my zone of genius and I don't want to do it. But, but if we're showing up a certain way, like if I see it and I think, well, this is what I'm feeling, but what is the, now I understand you, the essence of you is this, that's not what's showing up in your marketing. And that's why a lot of times it falls flat. So we need like, we need people like you to help us navigate what that looks like. So uh, again, thank you for being in my orbit and, and sharing all your beautiful resources and, you know. people you need you need juliet in your life she's in my life i'm lucky but you need her so again uh bottom line first step download the gift of um getting the magazine in your inbox trust me it will be a game changer for you juliet as always a pleasure to hang out with you my friend well thank you i always love hanging out with you (laughs) yeah we always we always go down these little rabbit holes it's very interesting the paths we take my friend And I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together, no matter where you are in changing something in your life, it could be personal or professional. My guests and I, we get it. Change is hard. Um, And I hope that some of the ideas, tips, strategies, download the magazine, at at least download the magazine. Um, That will help you with your trajectory of whatever change you're going through. Uh, For us, information is a beautiful thing. And uh, Juliet and I kind of alluded to this during the show. Information is a beautiful thing. If you do nothing with it, though, no action, no reaction, there's no magic at the back end. So take the magazine, read it, and, you know, implement ideas that we talked about today. And trust me, on the back end, you will change your whatever, uh, change, whatever change you're looking for, career and or um, personal life. Uh, Thank you again, Juliet. 
And thank, thank you. you. You've been listening to Enlightenment of Change on webtalkradio.com. I truly am honored to have you on this journey of change with me. And I really do hope that my guests and I support and inspire you um, to take action and make the changes that you're seeking. I love you all. I will see you next week. Have a great one, everyone. Be inspired. Take some action. Talk next time.